Scuttlebucks Playoff Edition. Oh, yes. We've been waiting all year long for it. Uh, the minutia of a regular season, although it wasn't. There was a lot to, to kind of navigate there and a lot to figure out. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. And you're you and you're listening to the Scuttlebucks, and we appreciate that very much. It's brought to you by our friends at Bill Curry Ford. You may have an eye on a new truck. Maybe you want out of your lease or something like that. Uh, maybe even a major repair, reach out directly to Bill Curry Ford GM, Sean Sullivan. He'll help you personally. You can find his email at BillCurryFord.com, or you can just swing on by if you're down there in Tampa to the Bill Curry Ford lot. It's one mile north of the stadium on Dale Mabry Highway. Gorgeous place. They have a, uh, obviously a, a, a lot to choose from, and they're huge Bucks fans. Bucks players and coaches go by there. Bill Curry Ford. Nationwide lifetime warranty on new and used vehicles. Remember, GM Sean Sullivan will assist you personally. Ask for the Joe Bucks fan discount uh, or go to BillCurryFord.com to learn more. All right, so we know where we're at and what's what. It's the Eagles, 1 o'clock. My cohort here is not thrilled about that time on Sunday. Uh, I will say I'm glad we're playing Sunday, not Saturday, though, Tom. You know, Saturday would have been fine by me. If the Bucks had one fewer day of rest, that wouldn't have been any skin off of my butt. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm on a week-long hiatus in, in Mexico, and I fly, yeah. assuming that, you know, COVID allows for it to happen. But, uh, yeah, I don't land in Cancun till 2 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> I don't get through customs until about 3.30 on Sunday. F me, yeah. man. F me. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I want the old team to be able to rest, though, buddy. I got to tell you, uh, hell, I would have been all right with them pushing us all the way to the Monday night game. I would have been fine with that. Um, but, but hey, it's it's the Eagles, and that's who we wanted to play. Uh, it's the playoffs, so nothing's guaranteed, and they do run the football. So we'll see if uh, the Bucks, the holes in the Bucks run defense, which have become um, or have been revealed, I guess, over the last few weeks. Um, they were non-existent for a long time, and then then, then there was a little bit of a leak. Uh, I have a feeling that's a byproduct of um, um, both some injury. Uh, obviously, they haven't had Shaq Barrett there and um, Levante David, but also I, I think kind of knowing you were in the playoffs and you had won the division, I, I don't know. I, I think guys were maybe trying to get right. So we'll, we'll see, but I, I like the matchup. I, it beats playing in my mind. It certainly beats playing, say the 49ers or, uh, you know, when you and I talked about this, uh, who, who did you want to play? Who didn't you want to play? Uh, I, I didn't want to play the 49ers per se. I'd rather play the Eagles. Yeah. We were hoping for a bird of any kind that a couple of weeks ago was whether it was yeah. a Cardinal, a Cardinal, an Eagle or a Falcon. It didn't matter. Just give us a bird. And we got that with the two seed. So, I mean, that's great. And now, what this week is about, both today sure. and uh, in the Friday podcast for the Scuttle, is just now it's time to get real. You know, we were talking about position battles, who earned reps, you know, for the playoffs, um, some of the groupings on offense specifically is, you know, receiver, who won battles. Well, Cyril Grayson pulled up with a hammy injury. Great. That's not awesome. Uh, now, Brashad Perryman has to be that guy opposite Mike Evans. And I think he was already going to be a speed threat anyway, but, you know, you just you lose – more. Tyler Johnson needs to be a bigger player because Grayson had, had fostered this relationship with Brady, so the targets are going to be distributed. Do you run more double tight sets or, dare I say, three tight ends on the, on the field because they still like to use O.J. Howard uh, for whatever mm -hmm. reason? Uh, but do you put Brate, Gronkowski, and O.J. Howard out there with Leonard Fournette? Uh, this is going to be a week to watch the injury reports because if you have both Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones back, who is the third back? Is it Keyshawn Vaughn or Le'Veon Bell? 
Uh, and then defensively, we're all going to be watching for whether or not Levante David and Shaq Barrett get back. So it's just this is about getting real on the injury report this week and then also being up to the challenge of coming up and stopping the run. That's the total scout on the Philadelphia Eagles. Come up, stop the run. If you do, your chances of winning the football game are exceptional. And what we had discussed, I think it was week 16, just win the wild card. If you win the wild card, you should be pretty healthy. Now you're hosting in the second round game. But if you can just get by the wild card game, it doesn't have to be pretty. Just get through it, and then you've got a real crack at it when Dallas or somebody else comes to town in week two. Uh, circling back to the office and offensive side of things, Tom, um, you know, Scotty Miller was nothing more than a limited uh, speed threat role player a year ago, but had a huge play. Uh, we all remember it against the Green Bay Packers. And now in this game, he's forced back out there this past game because of the Grayson injury. And listen, it's not like he caught a bunch of passes, but uh, he did have the the run. And, you know, you see the impact that his speed can have on a game. And I think you would go into this game and just hope that he has the ability to make a play or two that either flips field position or obviously if it's a score, that's great too. From there, uh, the Bashad Perryman catch and play, I think, is exciting uh, to look at because I actually think, you know, as opposed to gimmicky, he can play. Uh, he he can play the position. And and so I think they're going to have to get more out of him, obviously. Um, but then I guess the big question that every Buck fan will have as they listen to this podcast, and I'm sure they've thought it, and listen, it was addressed after the game uh, by Bruce Arians, but are the Bucks going to attempt much more in the way of up-tempo? Uh, are they are is this is this going to have to be their mo trying to capture bad personnel groupings on the field for defenses and exploiting Tom's ability to pre-snap? And I think uh, truthfully, it has to be the answer. Without all of your weapons, you're going to have to trick a little here. And you have the smartest, most experienced quarterback in the history of the game. You have a guy who has seen everything, and I bet you, Tom, that if, in fact, they're in situations where they, they like personnel groupings for the defense, they see an uh, interesting and exploitive matchup, they're going to lock them in and go, and they're going to go. And then when they're not in the most favorable matchups, you'll see them slow down, whatever that might be. But I, I really think that this, this is going to have to be incorporated. Yeah, I think it's predicated to – I agree with that. It, it has to be a part of it because there are too many lulls, too many times where we've come out looking flat. You can't do that in the playoffs. Like You just don't want to tempt fate that one yeah. too many times. Because look at – I mean – if I'm the Eagles, I'm coming into town and I'm trying to do exactly what Carolina did in both matchups, which is control the ball in the first quarter, shrink the possessions, shorten the game. Yep. Uh, you know, even the Jets did a great job of that. We didn't have the ball. You know, that's you can have a dynamic offense and we could have everybody healthy, but if you don't have the football, it doesn't freaking matter. And if you can't get off the field on third and long, it doesn't freaking matter. So, you know, it, it, every time you get the the ball is, I, I think even more critical now because I don't know that I believe in our third down defense the way I did say last year. Now, hopefully with everybody healthy, they could prove me wrong, but it's just, this game is about health. It's about coming up to the line and stopping the run from Philadelphia. And then it's also about discovering what you're going to be on offense in the postseason. They may, they may already have a plan that maybe they repped a little bit of in the regular season, but I go back to the previous matchup on Thursday night football this year, and I'm looking at the targets in the passing game. Leading target getter was Antonio Brown with 13. Second most, you'll be stunned. O.J. Howard with seven. 
O.J. Howard mm. had seven targets, six catches for 49 and a touchdown against the Eagles. Leonard Fournette was third on the list. Chris Godwin was fourth on the list. Leonard had 22 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns. Given the way that the Bucks are health-wise and or kicking guys off the team, I mean, it's a completely different offense that's taking on Philadelphia. And in that game, Philly was down 28-7 in the fourth quarter, and they make a, or third quarter, they make a hell of a rally. They only had 213 yards of offense, and we only gave up 100 yards on the ground, even with Jalen Hurts' scrambling ability. I think they go way over that total, and they've discovered themselves to be a running team since then. So, I mean, it's, there's just there's a lot of unknowns about this game. Uh, the injury report on Friday, we'll, we'll talk about that at length, yeah. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, offensively, it's almost like you're trying to, to forge a brand-new identity on the fly in the playoffs, and that's why if you can skate in this game, then I feel really good about our chances to reflect on film and get better moving forward, but you just got to find a way. This is a game, if you guys are sporting guys or gals, to take the over on whatever that number is, prize picks, whatever you like to look at for Gronkowski, Tom, their linebackers can't cover them. This is not a good defensive team. They, they keep everything in front of them. I've watched the Eagles this year. Obviously, they have found an identity. You're right about that. But they play to it, but, they, but they're an average team from a talent standpoint. They don't have a ton of playmakers. They're going to have to run Jalen Hurts. But flipping back over to the Bucs, you look at the Eagles defensively, their linebackers are pedestrian. I think this is a matchup uh, for, for Florida State. Listen to me. We cover Florida State as well. Uh, for the Bucs to exploit the middle of the field. And they like to exploit the middle of the field. Tom Brady likes to exploit the middle of the field. I think it plays into it here. Uh, I actually like this matchup for Tampa Bay for a lot of reasons, but I do think tempo will be a big part of it, and I think they'll do that to get Tom in rhythm. Uh, you know, you're right. We've come out and looked really, really uh, almost asleep uh, at times this year. Like we're not like we're disinterested. Um, and, you know, you have too many empty possessions and you get down and a team can play with the lead and they run downhill on you. You create real problems. So uh, I, I think the Bucks will play pretty up tempo here. But I also think they've got an opportunity in the middle of the field all day whether that's Gronk or anybody else, I, I think they're going to have success there. Well, you alluded to it that, you know, defensively speaking and not stopping the run, it, it's a combination of not having the guys that you need to be on the field. Right. And in the NFL, if you're missing three or four players off of your first team depth chart, that's that's your ass. But then also the, the disinterest. You know, so all of these things that we're concerned about outside of the injuries, they might be moot. And on Sunday they show up and they do what they've done so often in the Tom Brady era, which is they score a lot of points at home. And you think, well, what were we all worried about? It might not matter. It, this might be a completely different football team. Or, or it may matter. Like, this, is, this is where football is so difficult. It's a lot easier in the pros and in baseball or, or hockey or the NBA. When you get seven, a best of seven, you, you have time to feel out all of the different elements of your team, good and bad. You see what the other team is doing to you. If you're down 0-1 in the series, who gives a damn? You know, No big deal. We'll adjust and, and we feel good about where we are. This is a, it's such a hard game to handicap, and I know that the number opened at buck seven and a half, which I, I, I couldn't believe it got bet up to eight and more. I don't know what it did overnight. I would have thought that people would pick Philadelphia and their running game if you're getting the hook over a touchdown. But this is just it, it's a tough game because I wouldn't be stunned if the Bucks win by 25 or 30 points. And I wouldn't be stunned if this is a really close game in the fourth quarter that maybe we win, maybe we don't. It's just it's hard to figure who Tampa Bay really is right now because of the injury questions and because, I mean, they might have just been stagnant mentally. They're, they're coming off of a title. Now it's winning time. It wasn't winning time a month ago. Now it's winning time. Yeah, I actually um, 
I, I agree with that. I, I think that the danger and the difficulty engaging what a team is or is not coming off of a Super Bowl championship is the wear and tear on veteran players' bodies and how interested from week to week they are when they've already, you know, in this case, clinched uh, a division title. I, th I think you could start to see as the injuries mounted and as they had certainty about their postseason future, maybe not – you know, how many home games or what seed, but they knew they had won the division and they knew they were they were going to be in the postseason. I, I do think that at times you saw a team that looked sort of like they were playing out the string, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they're going to get always everybody's best game. And, and, you know, you're going to get a lot of regular season games in which opposing teams who don't have nearly the same sort of talent rise up and give everything they got for a game against a world championship team. But for but Tampa Bay, being veteran as they are, and hopefully gaining health as we get through, like you said, you can survive this wild card game. If, if, if for me, if you once you, you know, flip the trigger or, or turn the light on, however you want to say it, the Bucks are under no illusion now. Every game is win or go home. There is no, yeah. there's no fallback. There is nothing. There's no net. This is it. You, you got to play hard on every play. You got to play well. You got to execute. And you got to have intensity. And you got to care. You got to play with passion. All of it's right there. Yeah, the thing to me that's been a great development, and if you've paid attention or listened to the Scuttlebucks all season long, this will be like the 70th time you heard it, but just how much better the, the synergy is between Brady and Mike Evans. I mean, that, that's huge yeah. because now is your time. I mean, Mike is already well on his way to Canton. If you're the only player ever to, to string together eight consecutive seasons to start your career at 1,000 yards, and it's awesome that he got there. I know the, the streak is like Jerry Rice at 11 or 12, something like that. But if you're the only player to ever do something like that, you've won a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Glennon's been your quarterback in the past. Bad Jameis Winston has been your quarterback. And you still put up all these numbers and you have the elite get off the line of scrimmage. Like, that's all settled and done. But if you want to take your, your legacy to a different level, well, here you go, Mike Evans. You don't have the help of a Chris Godwin and an Antonio Brown. You are the man lined up outside. Now, Gronkowski will help matters greatly. Uh, over the middle of the field, and specifically in this matchup, maybe as well as as you're talking about the Eagles linebackers. But if we're trying to run down another Super Bowl, here you go, Mike Evans. The legacy, the stage is yours. You're already the best offensive player in Tampa Bay Buccaneers football ever, ever. You're looking at somebody who's going to go probably first ballot Hall of Fame if he has two or three more years. Second ballot, I know with receivers, just like this one. But now you can be one of the greats all-time at receiver if you have the postseason that you are capable of. And now that Brady has to go to you in key situations, that's what I'm looking for this weekend is a continuation of that into the playoffs. Philadelphia is going to key on Gronk and Evans. If he still gets open, he still wins some one-on-ones and makes some difficult catches, we're going to be talking about Mike Evans in a fundamentally different way, not as one of the pieces as the piece. Yes, and don't lose sight of the fact that guys like Tom Brady are always looking for something, an edge of some kind. Usually we call those kinds of guys red asses, but it's you want that kind of a red ass on your team. And don't think for a second he's not heard about how the Bucks are cooked, that this is without A.B., you know, with all the injuries that they've had, with their form as of late not being that uh, of a team that looks like they're capable of winning a world championship, right? I mean, the, the, he's certainly heard all of this. He's elevated to a place now that he has no equal, but I can only imagine a guy like that wanting to extend that even further. And if you think that, I mean, if you think about the scenario of Tampa Bay somehow making yet another run with a group of guys that have been beat to hell, with some of the sideline antics and off-the-field problems that they've had, imagine 
in Tom Brady's mind, the idea of getting one shot to go to Green Bay the year after having just done it with it all on the line. Like, can we get, can we navigate this to get to that spot? Because I can only imagine then, you know, you, you obviously know all of the pressure shifts, all of the pressure is not on Tampa Bay. I don't know that they feel like they're playing with house money. I think early on here, they're susceptible. I don't know about Philadelphia, but I think they're susceptible in the, in the second round, no matter who they play. But if they get to that game, man, I would not bet against Tom Brady. But I'm also just picturing him uh, grabbing bits of information and you know comments from people all around uh, the National Football League about how the Bucs have real no shot here uh, and using that as motivation. I could see him elevating his game oh he easily could I mean this is what he this is what he's about this is I mean you're here because of him you won last year because of all of the things he did not necessarily because he's thrown for four bills every game in the playoffs because he didn't uh, but because of the belief everybody had in Tom Brady yeah. one of the best stories that came out last year was that I forget I think it was Godwin but somebody was crying in the locker room after they beat Green Bay and Lambeau and Tom said what the f is wrong with you? We're not done yet. Yeah. Stop your crying. Yeah. Like that in that influence, that impact is is all about Brady. And to your point, we've got a mutual friend up here in Tallahassee who's a Packers fan. And uh, I was texting him last week because Bakhtiari's back for them, which is huge. I thought that was one yeah. of the keys to them losing last year at home to us. And uh, Zadarius Smith is back. They're they're getting healthy, and that's a dangerous proposition. And he said, yeah, you know, there's your good times. I said, well, don't let Brady come up to that building. He goes, oh, God, please no. Like, you know, because <laughs> I think that's how everybody feels. It's like, don't let him win this time. Don't let him do it again to you. I mean, I, I desperately want to see it. I'm biased. I'm a Bucks fan. I want the matchup. Like right. some people would say, no, no, right. it'd be cool if Green Bay got upset because they're the tough. No, no, I want the matchup. Right. I, let's go down swinging with that matchup. And just let it let it play out because I actually think that that probably turns into a four quarter game. Well, it could if Fournette's healthy. I actually like our chances, but I said he probably won't. But if he did, and and he, you know the guy responded, goes stop, just stop. I'm like if he did, I mean you know, but that's where you know if if you were listening for me, critical pieces for for this upcoming weekend and for the playoffs and and just on offense, it's Brady of course. So that goes without saying. Gronk probably second, especially for this weekend. I might list Lenny. I just got done talking about how Mike Evans can go to this other stratosphere, and he can. But Leonard Fournette is critical to the operation here. We haven't talked about him in the last few weeks because he hasn't been available to play. But can we return to that conversation now about how critical Leonard Fournette has proven to be as everything, sure. everything in this offense? Runner, catcher of the ball, pass pro has gotten better, all of it. Yeah, he's yes, and and that's why it was devastating when he went out with the injury. And I I thought at the time if he's done for the year, well, this season is as well. And as much as we love Godwin, you're right. But in coming back around, knowing that we could get him back, you're right. That, that game in particular at Green Bay with him would be absolutely uh, winnable because they have given up stuff in the run game. You know, the Bucks. It's weird that we have we have time for off season conversations, but. The Bucks only have Keyshawn Vaughn under contract. Yep. Everybody else is free to go. Um, I, I think they'll bring Leonard Fournette back. I'm not sure about anybody else. I'm not sure about anybody yeah. else in that room. Well, you know, draft one. I could see where it gets difficult with Lenny, though, because as running backs go, you've got to max out every contract you get in terms of guarantees and and or term. I can see the Bucks doing a, a heavy front-loaded deal and then Lenny saying, I want yeah. three or four years, and somebody else saying, well, if you're going to be that player – I don't care. Like if that gets me you over Tampa, that I have to guarantee you a third year in terms of the money, I, I might do it. But for the present, yeah, I mean, it's just 
it's amazing how things shifted last year in the playoffs and how they kind of just stayed that way because Ronald Jones was our featured back heading into the playoffs. By about first half of the Green Bay game, you realize, oh, man, this really is – it's not a fluke. It's not Leonard Fournette got hot one week. Like, he's the guy. And then Brady texted him overnight before the Super Bowl started, says, I need you to be the man that you could be in terms of running people over. And you saw it from his first carry against Kansas City in the Super Bowl, and it hasn't stopped since then. I mean, Fournette is just another of the uh, disciples of the Brady way (laughs) and the Brady effect. The player he is now versus the player who signed with us midseason a year ago, it's unbelievably a night and day effect. And and if he's available – our chances go up huge because we can run on anybody, and that's the one thing Green Bay gives up. If we can get to that place, Green Bay can be run on. You can run it right down their throat. I want to point out that for people who kind of feel like, look, bottom line is Tampa Bay is not a favorite to repeat. I agree with that. If I I am a betting man, I would not pick the Bucs to win the Super Bowl. If somebody said, all right, lay down some bets, Pick your teams that you think. If we're, if we're just talking about winning games, not necessarily value. That there are some there is some value in Tampa Bay. But the bottom line is, I would agree with all those sentiments that the Bucks don't look like a team as they go into the playoffs that is set to go on a Super Bowl run. But I will point this out: a combination of the greatest quarterback to ever live, who's seen it all, done it all, and seems impervious to pressure, coupled with a healthy offensive line that is one of the best units in all of the NFL is any team a chance to win if you get back the pieces on defense. Shaq and Levante David. Again, I understand what we're talking about with Leonard Fournette, and that's huge. Then you could look at, at the Bucs as a you know a team that might be outside of Green Bay, a prohibitive favorite to get back. But right now, it's that offensive line. It's Tom Brady. Those two things are together. We know going into the game, those two things are right. Yeah. So that gives you a chance against anybody. Oh, and it's more than a puncher's chance. It's legit. I mean, this could completely be rewritten, and we could talk about it next Monday. I I could feel it almost. You know, if the Bucs show to be that team that that we saw four or five times this regular season, which they very well might, you might say, well, it was just about complacency of coming off of a title. And knowing and when they to flip still the went switch. thirteen and four, but right, exactly, and they still went thirteen and four while doing so and getting everybody's best shot every single week. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see where we would be there potentially. Um, you, the number one thing I heard in the broadcast yesterday, and and I'll get off the Fournette point. The number one thing that made me happy yesterday was hearing that he was running. I think that was a sideline report during the game. Tracy Wilson talked about now he was running with the team this week. Okay, good, because if you get him back in the fold. That creates play-action opportunities for Brady, and, and it gets fun. I, I agree with you, though. Bottom line, I wouldn't bet on the Bucks to win the Super Bowl as we sit here today. But, I mean, you think about it last year. It was an ugly win over Washington, right? And even though the, the offense played well, that was close. That was a little bit nip and tuck. That was an ugly win over the Saints. It was a pretty first half against the Packers and was hold on for dear freaking life in the second half to even get to the Super Bowl. The only pretty game was the win over Kansas City. You know, as crazy as he was towards the end, breaking out the projectors and and the felt pens, Al Davis's three words are true. Just win, baby. Who cares? I don't care how you do it. Just do it. And, you know, the style points can come later, maybe next year. But if if you just find a way to win ugly, I don't give a damn because we reflect on last year and feel so pretty. It feels so awesome. That offense struggled for three quarters of the regular season, and it wasn't that great in the postseason. But we won the freaking Super Bowl, and so it all feels like rosier now than I think it actually was week to week. 
Yeah, the defense rose up and dominated in the postseason for the most part, outside of an ugly game against Washington, uh, where they let Heineke run around like he was Joe, you know, like he was Steve Young, I should say. Um, yeah, it was really frustrating. But I, I do think, again, there's potential for that. And all you wanted was to get to this point. Well, frankly, I had one idea in mind at the start of this season was, uh, you know, of things I wanted to accomplish, see this team and this franchise accomplish as a fan. And, and that was, Hey, I know we're playing with house money. We just won the Super Bowl. That's you know, great. Let's see if we can go back to back because that's legendary. So few teams have ever done it. I'd love for our names to be in the annals there. But the real thing I wanted was for them to cap it off with a divisional win. And I know that sounds so petty, but I'm tired of the damn saints and everybody else. So I, I wanted the win. I wanted to win the division. So now the, the marriage of the bucks with Brady has been fruitful to say the least. We have a division championship and a Super Bowl championship. I reminded everybody at the end of the last week's uh, Scuttlebucks, and I'll do it here again. This is all gravy. It's all gravy. It feels important because now here we are. We finally arrived with an opportunity. We just wanted that opportunity along with the division win. Well, we got it. Here we go. And the greatest to ever do it with a healthy offensive line as we try to get our way back to a healthy defense by the second round of the playoffs. Hold on tight, man. It could happen. It could happen. I would be less than stunned if they if they get past this game and then they get those guys back healthy if you're telling me that David and Shaq Barrett come back and then Fournette is back as well for the second round forget about it I I like the Bucks chances uh more than a puncher's chances you said to go up to Green Bay and have a shot at it yeah the crazy thing too is um you know you're chasing a dynasty at this point that's what you're trying to chase with an old ass Tom Brady you're you're trying to chase a dynasty because if you win it this year he's coming back again I mean like you could you, you know, know well, yeah, you'd have to run it back. You you could run it back and maybe try for three out of four. I mean, it it is crazy. And and listen, uh, I'll give one more optimistic thought, and we'll reconvene later. But um, you know, Green Bay could lose between now and the NFC Championship game. They did struggle with a bad Baltimore, well, a backup quarterback in Baltimore. They struggled mightily. They did struggle to beat the Browns on Christmas Day, and nothing was assured in terms of the one seed at that point. They were playing, the stakes were high in those particular football games. They're, they're not invincible, so getting the two seed is not insignificant. It could be that two weeks from now, if we take care of business, we could be hosting the NFC Championship game. Who knows? Packers have lost as uh, the in the conference title game, by the way, in each of the last two seasons, uh, and including, obviously, last year. They went in as the one seed, so that's each of the last two years that they have choked it away at home. Hey, man, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's, that's a tense building. You know, yeah, if, you know, as, as the anthem's wrapping up and they're about to kick off the game in the NFC yeah. Championship, if it's Brady on one sideline, and it's Rodgers, yeah. and Rodgers is the superior athletic talent at this point, yeah. and, and he has been since he joined the league over Brady. Every fan is just going to go, and I'll bleep it out, ah, oh, shit. As it's kicking off, like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> well, they're probably pumped and frothing at the mouth until the second half kickoff happens, and the game's tied at 17. And we've got the ball to start the second mm-hmm. half. And they're like, really? Really? We're doing this again. We're yeah. doing this again. Yep. So we we now know as Packer fans, we're going to be sitting here midway through the fourth quarter in a tense situation. Yeah, we're getting out over our skis a little bit yeah. because we play Philadelphia this week. I understand that. But it's it's dare to dream time. It's all gravy. Like I said, have fun with it. Let's see how the Bucks do. Obviously, a lot of this depends on health. And uh, if they do lose... We'll be here to talk about it, and we'll look ahead, start talking about roster stuff because it gets interesting for Tampa Bay. At that point, 
You know, I remember when we won the Super Bowl in 02, Tom, you know, the thought being that, okay, well, when can you win another one? Can you win one in the next four to five years? What do we have to do with the juggling pieces? I could not have known we were going to fall off a cliff. So I'll start to, you know, do that sort of game uh, with the chess pieces if we lose. You ain't seen nothing yet, Tampa. And, you know, you're like, hey, it's all right. We lost Pittman, but we got Charlie Garner. Everything's going to be okay here. (laughs) Things are fine. Let's go get, uh, yeah, let's go get a couple of more Raiders cast-offs that are like 39 years old. Everything's fine here. No problems. We're going to run it right back. So for Tom Lang, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks so much for listening. Our thanks to Bill Curry for JoeBucksFan.com as well. We'll talk to you later in the week. Let's hear uh, some good news this week on the injury front and be further emboldened by our first matchup against the Eagles here. Should be a fun game. We'll talk to you next uh, at the end of this week. Be well, everybody.